What is up, podcast land? It is time for your worst nightmare. That's right. We're it's back the, again. It's the conquistador, Dave Height. And the maestro, Kevin Crane. We're like a, a foot fungus, a bad rash. You just can't get rid of us, no matter how much lotion you rub on us. Now, depending on who you are, then you know <laughs> we'll invite you into the studio to rub some lotion. But hey, 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 we're getting off track already. This is Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping here on October the 11th, dropping tomorrow morning, October the 12th, 2023. And I have a prediction for this episode. Dun, da, da, da. By the end of this episode, my best friend, my brother from another mother, will hate me. <laughs> I have something that will make him hate me. I thought you were going to say I would earn a shut up, Dave. Oh, you get that every week. Wow. But this is, I'm going to turn the tables on you. I'm actually not going to be the nice, kind, Since gentle human being that I, I'm usually on this podcast. I'm going to become the raging. Well, no, I'm just going to call things as they are, regardless of certain principalities. Let's put it that way. We do what we do. All right. But as always, we start off every episode of Sports Frenzy with football, especially this time of year, of course, and the NFL in particular. How about them bears? Holy crap. Against the Broncos, you saw some signs of life out of the Bears' offense. You thought maybe, maybe they might be starting to figure something out. Playing the Commanders four days later on Thursday night, damned if they didn't figure something out. They looked really good on offense, surprisingly. 14-game losing streak going back to last year, of course, snapped. And ironically, putting a Bears legend on the hot seat with Ron Rivera. Yep, rightly so. He's been on the hot seat for how many years now? Yeah, and a lot of people are speculating now that this is why Eric Bieniemy was brought in, is he is the heir apparent, the successor, if the commanders can't get things turned around. We, of course, have the commanders game in our picks this week. We'll discuss that a little bit later. Yep, but with the Bears... The offensive line actually created pockets for Fields to throw from and gave him time. He wasn't running for his life the entire game. And on the opposite side, where the hell did that come from on the defensive line? They actually generated pressure, got sacks. It was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. A lot of people are saying that the Bears still, despite the fact they've only got one win so far this year, are the the beneficiaries of that trade because Bryce Young not looking too great right now and DJ Moore looks solid. Yes. Very solid. Yeah. So having the Panthers' number one pick in the upcoming draft looks to be another number one that they should be able to parlay into multiple picks yet again. If they want to keep Justin Fields. Yes, they do. And Justin Fields right now, I think every week, is playing for his his football legacy, his football career. Yeah. 
definitely. He has got to keep the momentum going that he's starting to build here over the last two weeks. Yeah, because again, you cannot have a second failed first round pick and expect to bring in a third first round pick at quarterback to try and build. You've just wiped out everything you began to build upon and seeing some signs of success. That would put the Bears in football hell to begin again. And they can't keep doing that over and over again. And I'm not trying to jump ahead here, but it'll be interesting. It won't be Arctic conditions, but at the same time, it'll be interesting to see how Caleb Williams plays here in the rain and the the cold mildly cold climates here in South Bend this weekend when USC comes in to play Notre Dame. Yep. Because if if he ends up being the target ends up being the number one guy and ends up being the Bears pick, he's going to have to play in that at least a third, if not half the season. Yeah, easily. Supposedly, he has his list of teams. We'll see what happens in that regard. And again, I, I hope really? this doesn't Are you going to turn down, what was it, 30 to $40 million guaranteed on your rookie deal versus going back for $5 million in an NIL deal? Yeah, I just don't want this to become an Eli Manning. Uh, what? Who was the other one? Was it Rivers or who was it? No, Elway. 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 Rivers was the one that Eli, the Chargers end up getting Philip Rivers because Eli said, I'm not going to San Diego. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Now, I like this move despite the fact that it shows, again, ineptitude in the front office. Chase Claypool, if he's a cancer, you get him out. And they did. Didn't get much back for him. Again, You're one of the worst trades ever. Anything one of the worst him. trades ever initially yeah. when they acquired him. Poles got raped on that one. And of course, he goes to your Dolphins, who really don't <sighs> need him. No. Insurance, got, maybe. I mean, you've got Hill, Waddle, Barrios. You don't need. No, Claypool. he might just be there as an insurance policy because, you know, Waddle has a history of not being able to stay healthy. He's already missed the game this year. Yep, so absolutely right. And we'll get to that in a second with the Dolphins. But um, we should I don't I don't want to wait and to me diminish this. Even though when we do our moments of silence, it obviously we're, we're caring about the people, the figures that have passed away. But this this one is all bears, hits hard, hits home. The great yeah. Dick Butkus passed away here this past week. The monster of the midway. Yes. Arguably, along with another bear, Mike Singletary one of the greatest linebackers ever to play the game. Yep. The Bears have been blessed in that respect. Yeah. Linebackers have been a boon at that boon position for the Bears. Yeah. Can't can't find a quarterback to save their lives, but, but we we get some great defensive players, especially linebackers. Yeah. So, thoughts and prayers go out to the Butkus family and friends. God, hell of a player. Actor, good grief. How many goofy movies was he in? Just a great personality. Yeah. Always 
always a good guy. You never heard anything negative about him, ever. But he was tough. He was oh, tough. Oh, yeah, he gave no quarter. Tough as nails. And it's, it's just a vast contrast. If you look at, at three, arguably three of the greatest Bears of all time, with him, Singletary, and Peyton, arguably three of the most diverse personalities you're going to find on a football field. Yeah. But uh. just a sad day for the Bears. And I, I'm glad, very, very glad that it seemed like it wasn't talked about a lot on the broadcast, but it seems like maybe the Bears won that game for Dick Butkus. I would hope that that gave him a little extra incentive to snap that losing streak. Absolutely. Especially on the defense, playing with a little bit more more zeal. Yep. Now, of course, the Buccaneers were on a bye week, so somehow they're still relevant for another <laughs> week or two. Um, we'll see again. They're in our picks this week as well. Your Miami Dolphins with an impressive win, although it was the it, New York Giants. Yeah, not that impressive of a win, but rolling still. Losing their rookie running back, A-Chain, to a knee injury. Luckily, they have a lot of depth they at running do. back. So hits the IR list with that knee injury at least four weeks out. after two fantastic weeks. Yeah. He was really finding his way averaging he over was inactive week one, not because he was hurt. No, because, but because there was no room for him on the roster. Yeah. And, now, and I had been saying all off season, didn't I? Didn't I? I want a segment. I want a segment on you this did. show. You said for he both was going to be, I told you so. I want a segment. I fucking told you so. That's what I want to call it. Where you and I can brag about things we have told the audience and told and each other. Lo and, behold, and I said we were this right. kid was special. And he is. Well, for two games. For two games. <laughs> averaging over 12 yards a carry. That's yeah. insane. Yes. Yeah, and I hate to see this because we're going to talk about injuries here in a minute. A lot of the young stars of the league are going down and going down early, and I just don't like it. And I know there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to have the grass versus turf debate. Yeah, a lot of it also comes down to there is no training camp, so to speak, anymore. These guys are babied all the way through. They're not getting in game shape in any way, shape, or form until you hit week one. They can't hit with the pads. It's ridiculous that these guys are not prepared to start game one and be ready to go. That's what a lot of this is coming down to. They're not in game shape, especially when you have the hamstring issues, soft tissue, pulled muscles. Agree. Agree completely. At some point, you've got to stop negotiating if you're the union. Take it easy on our players. Take it easy on our players. They're putting every safety protocol they can in to the actual game itself to protect the players. But if but they're not, you have to get the bodies up to speed. And if yeah. you don't, you're going to get this every year. 
how many of the cuts with some knee injuries are because the surrounding muscles aren't ready to go as well. So there's a lot involved in this. So one of the injuries to discuss, of course, is once again, Colts rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson now with a shoulder issue out four to eight weeks. Yep, he hits IR. Now, luckily, again, Gardner Minshew. You have the best backup quarterback in the league. So I don't think there'll be a lot of drop-off, especially now you have that two-headed monster in the backfield. Zach Moss is tearing it up, but now Now Jonathan Taylor gets that three-year deal. Pretty impressive three-year deal. Yeah, let's see if he ponies up and earns it. Considering Eckler never got his deal, Barkley only got the one-year deal. Yeah. So now, yeah, you got to work Taylor into the mix with Moss. You can't, I don't see how you can really take a lot of carries away from Moss. It's not about, well, we paid this guy a crap ton of money. We got to give him the ball. Do you want to win games? You need to Zach get the Moss, most effective person out there. You need to take this like the Dolphins were using Mostert and A-Chain. You use both of them. Split the carries. Yeah. Be done with it. Yep. Take the pressure off Minshew because he doesn't have a lot of weapons. Yeah. You feed the hot runner until he's gassed. Then you put the other guy in and run him till he's gassed. By and then swap the defense should be gassed. Exactly. Because you've just Keep been running, 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 fresh. pounding, pounding, pounding. Which is what I do every Saturday night. Pound, pound, pound. <laughs> I'm talking about beers. What do you think I was talking about, Dave? Beers. <laughs> All right. The other massive, huge injury news of the week. No, we're not going to cover every injury because there's so many, but if you have a fantasy football team, if you're in a league, losing the number one overall player to IL, the IR, see baseball's screwing me up now, IL, IR, still IR in football, Justin Jefferson, just in time for the Bears. Yep. <laughs> Goes on the IR. With a pulled hammy. And they're talking now, this could be tankathon for the it Vikings. Could it could be tankathon because they're talking now about if Zach Wilson has another bad game with the Jets to the Jets trade for Kirk Cousins. Do you just sit Justin Jefferson the rest of the year? Give him his new deal but sit him for the rest of the year to heal up the hamstring and get him ready for a rookie quarterback next year? Potentially. It will be very interesting to see what they do. But yeah, devastating news for your fantasy football team. If you happen to have that number one, number two pick where he most likely went in your league. Yep. And you wonder why I never take the top picks and I back (laughs) up. Beep, beep. Beep, and then go all the way to that back of the first round so I can get the serpentine double pick. That's all I could think about today. That's all I could think about today was I could have had him in our league Yeah, at number two, and I let that one slide. And I said, nope, give me the double pick at the end of the first round. And now I am two and three and barely hanging on (laughs) to life. Barely hanging on. All right, so let's go through last week's games because, of course, some more headlines will emerge as we discuss these games. That's right. 
Um, we talked about the Bears commanders. Over in London, again, the Jaguars had the advantage of sticking around. Yeah, staying there for a week. Ugh. And it, it kind of showed up. Shocking how I just thought the Bills would be better. After a couple weeks where they seemed like they were rolling. They were starting to get on track. They're at... And I don't think the Jaguars played a, a great game necessarily, but they didn't. The they Bills played just ball played, control, nah. and they had a, the Bills had a lot, a lot of injuries on the defensive side. Yeah, a lot. Milano, I think, done for the year. Um, yeah. So was, the Jaguars basically did game. what we talked about here just a minute ago. They wore the Bills' defense down. ATN, I have never seen him as effective. That was his best game since he got drafted. Yeah, they just said, feed him, feed him, feed him. So the Jaguars beat the Bills 25-20. to 20. Um, The Colts beat the Titans 23-16. to 16. I don't know what you expect week in and week out from that Tennessee team. <sighs> They're schizophrenic. It's just weird. But the Colts again with the quarterback problems, with the, the Richardson injury issues. Now you bring Taylor back. Zach Moss goes off again. The Colts showed up at home. They did. We and, thought they would. And now they are tied with the Jaguars for the division lead. Oh! 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 Mm. Major showdown this coming week. That'll be coming in a minute, kids. God, what the hell is wrong with New England? What the heck? How do they at home let the Saints trounce them? Not only shut them out, but absolutely trounce them. 34 to nothing. A crappy Saints team. I don't think the Saints are that good. No, I no. agree. I agree completely. It, I, I can't believe Bill Belichick all of a sudden forgot to coach. Forgot how to coach. Now, is he in tankathon mode? Boy, I mean, that's a huge gamble to take. Yes, yes it is. And you would almost think that Robert Kraft would have to sign off on that. But, but yeah, okay, he... Mac Jones obviously is not is not going to work out because now they've actually got him a decent offensive coordinator. And I thought he was coming back to where he was a couple years before in his rookie year. Yeah. But... Wipe the Matt Patricia year out of the, the record books. Because that but now you got a... Bill O'Brien, and he's regressed. Yeah. He is not their answer at all. Steelers. Boy, that defense year in and year out. They are solid. And again, the Ravens aren't as good as people want them to be. They're not as good as people believe them to be. Lamar Jackson is not a top five, top seven quarterback in this league. They have no running game. They have no receivers. How's that Odell Beckham Jr.? signing working Why out. does anybody continue to bring him back? He is a disaster. If it wasn't for Mark Andrews, second best tight end in the league, they would have absolutely nothing. Steelers defense wins them this game. 17 to 10 in Pittsburgh. So somehow the Steelers as bad as they've looked this year are 3 and 2. Never I... never could have figured that. Never could no. have figured that. Uh, Eagles beat the Rams. Eagles stay undefeated at 5-0. and 
Bengals do show up, but they finally bounce back. 34-20 in Arizona against the Cardinals. Joe Burrow finally has a very good Burrow-like game. We'll see if he tweaked anything or not. Shut up, Dave! There you go! There's your shut up, Dave! You shut up about my quarterback! Hey, just saying. I wish I'd started him last week. Probably Kirk Cousins should've. was fine, but, but but I didn't need to, did I? No, you didn't, because the rest of my team crapped the bed. Yes, Dave and I played each other in the Sports Frenzy League last week, and I literally thought he had destroyed me, and it and turned out... And it was out... the other way around. All right, the Jets at the Broncos, everybody... What do you expect from this game? This is like a train wreck. This is a crap fest. It's a train wreck that you can't look away from. The Jets do end up winning as we predicted. Boy, that Broncos team is just bad, bad, bad. They are so out of sync, especially on the offense. There's just nothing there. Chiefs hold on to beat the Vikings. They are still... Only one loss, that single loss at the beginning of the year, the opening night to the Lions. They are, but they are winning they're not, very unimpressively. Yeah, they're they're kind of getting a couple of lucky breaks here and there, or the other teams do something stupid that hand it to them. And then the big Sunday night showdown. Everybody hyped up. For the Cowboys and the 49ers, arguably the biggest rivalry in the Super Bowl era. It wasn't a shot. (laughs) The Cowboys are not all that. Yes, again, going back to our fantasy matchup, Dave had the Cowboys defense, I had the 49ers defense. I got lazy. Thinking that maybe they might just do enough to keep it close. Brock Purdy can't keep this up. He can't. No way. You would way. think he's he going to come down to earth at some point. And I would have said this week would have been a good bet. You would have thought. He still but... throws four touchdowns, no picks. Dak threw, what, three picks? Yep. So, Dak. 42 we... to 10. The 49ers shellack the Cowboys. George Kittle with his fuck, fuck Dallas, Dallas t-shirt. And, you know, <laughs> screw the NFL if they're going to find him for having that. They're going to go back to being the the no fun league. Yep, exactly. God, and good, good for Kittle. I have I have been hard on George Kittle because I I've, I've said he's inconsistent. He's not as good as Kelsey. He's not as good as Mark Andrews. He could be Mark, if he showed up every game. But this game he showed he up three touchdowns up. against so. the Cowboys. So he's entitled to so, brandish the. Fuck Dallas t-shirt in this Exactly. And that's what we all believe anyway. If you're going to walk the walk, talk the talk. Yep. And then, of course, you got Dallas Cowboys players. Oh, we're still playoff caliber. We'll still match up with. No, you don't want to play them again. The only team in the NFC that will be able to match up with them are the Eagles, possibly. 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 Potentially. And then Monday night, oh my God, we this talked about the, the Jets and the Broncos was better than this game. God, this game sucked. Packers at the Raiders, they've got Mark Davis. Bowl cut. 
you know, his his lemon tree haircut sitting next to, by the way, this is what money gets you. <laughs> sitting next to a Cirque du Soleil hot as hell dancer whose, I think, Instagram page shows her putting her leg up above and behind her yeah. head. And he, she's sitting with bowl cut, only this eats at P.F. Chang's, Mark Davis, who's basically mouthing when his Raiders have to settle for a field goal inside the red zone, mouthing, fucking idiot about his head coach. <laughs> exactly. You're the one that hired him, dumbass. But somehow the Raiders forced three interceptions on Jordan Love. I guess the bloom is off the rose there now. It's looking that way, but God, that was just an absolutely awful game on Monday night. The Raiders beating the Packers 17 to 13. So what does yeah, that mean? There you go. We've got it both, means both my teams. two receivers, Watson and Adams, nothing out of them leading to my downfall. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, the numbers for, for both quarterbacks even after this game, for the year, Garoppolo and Jordan Love are awful. They're horrible. Awful. So I take it back. No Patriots on the slate this week, but we do have the Raiders. And, of course, Dave, spillage! We'll start off with our picks for NFL Week 6 and finish them up in Segment 2. Yeah, we're skipping the Thursday night game because we really don't want to pick the effing Broncos again. No, no, I don't think the Broncos will be on the slate again this year, <laughs> considering they're probably going to be close to double-digit underdogs every game. Exactly. So, so there we you jump go. to Sunday morning. Yes, another London game. Thank God, like two weeks ago, it's not on ESPN+, Plus, so we can actually watch it. There's a shock. This will be on the NFL Network again, just like the Jaguars-Bills was this past Sunday. So get up early. Get some coffee. Get some bacon and sausage and grease in you. 9.30 kickoff. Ravens and the Titans going at it. We've already talked about the fact that both teams are a little schizophrenic. (sighs) Yeah. This is going to be the... T- I'm in the minority here with Nick thinking that it's going to be the Titans week. It, Boy, it is a tough game to call because I would say coaching-wise, both coaches are very good. Never given anything to work with. No. I Even though I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan, I give the edge at quarterback to the Ravens. But a I give the edge bit, at but- running back to the Titans by far. All they have to do is all the wide receivers suck. Yeah. It's again, Mark Andrews is going to be the difference. Ball control game for the both defenses are good. Yep. So who knows? It's a crapshoot. Yep. So yeah, Dave and, and Nick take the Titans, everybody else with the Ravens. Then we move on to Sunday afternoon. The commanders with Ron Rivera in the hot seat. Visiting the Artie Party down yeah. in Atlanta. The I don't Fred understand that Falcons, team. How are they winning? How did they beat Texas last week? I and, mean, this the is... elder statesman is riding them again. <laughs> Three weeks in a row, for better or for worse, he just loves these Falcons. He loves and his team. 
This is one of those goofy-ass teams that's going to stumble and bumble their way to a win. Well, from what I could see, Desmond Ritter finally had a good game this past weekend. Yeah. So maybe... Shocking against D'Amico Ryans, who you would think would have a defense prepared to shut down a mediocre quarterback like Desmond Ritter. You would think. They didn't let Bijan Robinson go crazy. So... I don't know. I don't know what to expect here. The commanders have a lot of talent on offense, but they haven't really been able to put it all together. Sam Howell is still throwing interceptions Stupid like a, a young quarterback is wont to do. Yep. It's a close call. It was a really it is. tough. This was a tough one. A tough pick for me. I will, I'm going I, with the lucky birds. I am too. I, I, I will think Bijan Robinson will at some point be the difference. Yep. Nick is on Commander Island. Everybody at this else, point. seven of our eight panelists in taking <sighs> the Falcons. And yep. I think we're going to call it because you know we got to discuss this. The Bears next game one. is up next. So that's going to take more than a minute. So Dave and I are going to wrap up segment one, quick promo break, and we'll be right back to discuss the Battle of the Basement. In the NFC North between the Vikings and the Bears. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Patrick, not Pat, Mahomes, Super Bowl champion and MVP. And when I'm not trying to keep my wife and brother in line, I'm listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast. Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. Brittany, come on, stop posting on Twitter. Jackson, will you please get off TikTok? <sighs> Man, it's times like these. I really miss doing stupid, silly State Farm ads with Coach Reed. All right, segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0 here, recording October 11, 2023, dropping Thursday the 12th. He's the maestro Kevin Crane. And he is my brother from another mother, the conquistador Dave Height. And it's time for NFL Spillage on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon, Audible, and iHeart Sports Frenzy, baby. Otherwise known, of course, as iHeartRadio. Don't forget the Facebook page where you get all of our picks. Yes, and I do have to post congratulations for uh, Aaron, the Big yep. Easy, for winning the baseball competition this year. Many yep. years he fought hard and came up short, but finally wins the Morningwood. So congrats to Aaron. I do have to get that out there. Um, but, of course, each and every week, full slate of football picks. And our NASCAR picks at least for the next month. Yep. Till we wrap up the 2023 season. So let's get back into our picks for the NFL. And then we move on to college. Yep. Vikings at Bears. Very interesting. I was leaning towards taking the Vikings until they lost Mr. Jefferson. Absolutely. That's got to be the, the key factor. That's got to be the reason why you've got to go with the bears, especially considering the momentum 
the bears ish. have kind of yeah, I was gonna, ish. That's a good way to look at it. Momentum ish. <laughs> the, the ish momentum that you have from that defense playing yeah, at an the end of the Broncos game, game and the the first half of the the Washington game. So you hope with Jefferson yeah. out, the the Alexander Madison experiment is failing. Thanks a yeah. lot, <laughs> my big sleeper pick of the year in fantasy football. Not doing much. Maybe we see more Cam Akers this week. Maybe. But we'll, we'll have to see. I got to believe at home the Bears can somehow win this game by maybe a field goal. Yeah, that, it's going to be a close game. It, it's not going to be a pretty game by any stretch. And, of course, that evil bastard Lions fan, the elder statesman's got to take the Vikings. Along with Nick. Yep. This one shocks me, and you shock me. You shock me. What is it with you? What? The Seahawks at Cincinnati taking on the resurgent Bengals. And who are you taking? I'm taking the Seahawks. You're out of your mind. You're I got out of a your feeling mind. about this. Oh, no, I got a feeling. Yeah, you and the elder statesman and the big blue W, you have your feelings. The rest of us will go with the better team. They may be the better team, but we'll see. Is Joe Burrow going to last what the whole game? What has he got to do? He just showed you in the last game he's back. Let's he's see fine. if he puts two in a row. So Dave, Sam, and Bill somehow ridiculously in Cincinnati take the Seahawks. Me, Doug, Nick, and Aaron, the, the voices of reason and sanity – We'll take the far superior Cincinnati Bengals. Sometimes you have to play for the upset. Yeah, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. We'll see. You're a nut. We'll see. All right, I don't. I put this one on the slate. I don't know why. why? I don't know why. I don't this know why. Today. I don't know why. I don't know. You wanted a gimme game for all of us? I thought, again... Number one, I did not know the, the outcome of the Sunday night game when I made the slate. I get it out Sunday afternoon. So I did not know how dominant the 49ers would be against the Cowboys. And then the Browns actually have a defense that's almost as good as the Cowboys defense. And I still think at some point the Purdy party is going to come to an end. Not entirely, but he's no, going to have a blip or two. He's going to come back to the pack. Yes. 49ers at the Browns. Now, the thing is, is Deshaun Watson going to play? Boy, if... if is Desha it going to matter? If Deshaun Watson... Well, I'm just going to say, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, the points I put up with my 49ers defense on you Are is going to be nothing because the kid they put out there the last time, last the last game for the Browns, was awful. Yeah, not a pretty game at all. And now he's playing arguably the best defense in the league. Gee. What do you think? 49ers across the board? Yes, yes it is. Then, your AFC South showdown. I think we gave you a little foreshadowing on this, didn't we, Dave? I think we did. The Colts at the Jaguars. Is this the Gardner Minshew revenge show? Hmm. And I do like Gardner Minshew a lot. I do, too. But... But... I like the Jaguars coaching. 
so much better than the Colts. They have somehow managed to slug it out through a, a fairly difficult starting schedule. Two games back-to-back in London. Yep. They've played the Chiefs. I mean, they eventually are going to right the ship and start running at all cylinders. Yeah, they're, they're, they're popping along with a couple of misfires, but not this week. Jaguars across the board, except for Doug taking the Colts. Now, here's the game that might piss us off the most of any game on the schedule. (laughs) The Saints, who we can't figure out how they're winning games, and the Texans, who after a couple weeks of getting their feet under them, looked like they were going to end up being a really nice story, winning seven, eight games maybe. And then they blow it to the Falcons. I, I, I do not believe in the Saints at all. I can't. I can't. There's nothing about that team to like. Derek Carr can't seem to get the ball to anybody. Alvin Kamara might be a year or two away from being done. Yeah, he's looking very he's mediocre. He's doing okay. but He's mediocre. He's kind of looking like he's heading towards that Le'Veon Bell running back wasteland here when we get to 2024. Zeke Elliott. I just, I got to believe, I love D'Amico Ryans. I think that was a great hire. He's a defensive-minded coach, but he's, by all accounts, got the best quarterback in the draft with C.J. Stroud. You've still got a decent running game. Yep. you got a couple decent young receivers. I just I gotta believe the Texans can win this game. You cannot look at that anomaly last week with the train wreck that is the Patriots. Yeah, the Saints are not that good. No. So Texans across the board, except for Bill, the big leader W, our leader. By one game. Bill leads by one over Sam, two over me, and three or four over you, I believe. Three. Three. Okay. Maybe th- maybe four. We'll see. Shit show on parade. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Patriots at the Raiders. My God. Who wants revenge uh, for what? McDaniels versus Belichick. Garoppolo uh, against his former head coach. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Neither one of these teams is making the playoffs. No. Raiders at home across the board. Well, the Patriots just just embarrassed themselves last week. I thought, again, the first couple weeks, they had a tough schedule. They played hard. And then they they burned me the next couple weeks when I thought that that was a sign that maybe they were a 500 team. Nope. Nope. Not even close. This is going to be Belichick's worst season as head coach since he left Cleveland. And will he ever, ever get to number one? Your man, Don Shula. Mr. Shula. He's going to have to put together a couple more decent years to even get close. Yeah. And this ain't it. This is not helping at all. All right. I like this game. I like this this game a a lot. This should be a good game. Lions going down to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. Yeah. If it was in Detroit, it might end up being a little bit more of a bloodbath, a little bit more of a blowout. But the fact that it's down at Raymond James Stadium, 
I give the Buccaneers a puncher's chance, but yeah. in the end, the Lions are the better team. They are, and everybody agrees except for Doug taking the Bucks. I like the way the Lions are playing. Yes, and they are God, just. I I don't I I'm so happy that David Montgomery has been utilized the way he should have been utilized. Yeah. He needed to get out of Chicago, and now even though they drafted Gibbs with that high first-round pick, he's the man. is the man. I'll tell you something. He is running like no – he's got blocking in front of him. I will tell you something. If the league wasn't so prejudiced now against everything other than quarterbacks, David Montgomery should be in the discussion for MVP. Oh, absolutely. He is by far, if not the best, one of the top two running backs in the league through what? The third the the third point. Yeah. I usually say the quarter pull, but we're beyond that. Yeah. He's he's, he's just looking up fantastic. Great numbers. He yeah. is just tearing it up. Yeah. But of course they'll give it to a quarter, but Brock Purdy. No. Brock Purdy. Even though it's the defense in San Francisco that's winning the games. Yep. All right, the Monday night game. Actually got a good one coming up on October the 16th. The Cowboys, is this a bounce-back spot for Dallas going out to L.A. to play the Chargers? Ugh. I am taking the Chargers along with Nick and Aaron at home. Cowboys lost their stud middle linebacker. Yeah, Vanderesh is out. And with him gone, they've already lost a top cornerback. You're getting Eckler back for the Chargers yep. this week. They've had a week off. I am telling you that if the Cowboys do not win this game, oh boy, they're going to go nuclear down in Arlington because that'll drop them back to 500. Which and is things where are they going should to get be. ugly. That they are a 500 team. Things are going to get ugly. You're going to hear more and more about Dak Prescott not being the quarterback. What's the problem with Mike McCarthy's coaching? Gee, why the hell is nobody calling out the owner being the GM and making stupid decisions? I can't trust Brandon Staley in any kind of a big game situation. I just can't. And outside of that great game Khalil Mack had a couple weeks ago, that defense has underperformed. They have. But it's a middling Dallas offense. But with a great offensive line. Yeah. They got a great offensive line, but they can't do anything else. So, again, the lesser Bosa will not show up. Right. He'll disappear. Right. Will Khalil Mack be able to follow up on his, what, six-sack game he had? Eh. Yeah, probably not. And, of course, they ended up trading their best cornerback back to the Patriots, who originally had him. So, all right. We'll see. We'll see. And I'm I'm fine with the Cowboys losing and imploding. That would make it just as good as the Yankees imploding. Yeah. The Mets, all the teams I hate. But I just, I want to see it happen first before I'll buy into it. All right, right. moving on to college football. Not a great week for either one of our teams. No. Of course, my team, in a way, even though it was only their first loss versus the second loss for Notre Dame, was much more embarrassing. Yeah. 
All we have to do is take a knee. All the Hurricanes had to do was kneel down to run out the clock. What does Mario Cristobal do? Calls for a handoff to run it out. What happens? A fumble. How often, how often do we have to how? see this in football history before these idiotic head coaches realize you take a knee? There was no reason to not take the knee. Destroying, destroying the hurricane season in one fell swoop. Thanks, Mario, you jackass. That's, if that's, if I could that put you be in dumbass of the week, dumbass of the year, he's got to be in contention for dumbass of the year for this. People yeah, are already saying one of the that, 10 worst coaching decisions in the history of football. That was pretty damn bad. Now, I'll say this. I will say no excuses, but there's no way in goddamn hell against Georgia Tech it should have been this close. No, it shouldn't have been. No. As the Hurricanes lose 23-20 to at home. At home! At home, or how are they not blowing Georgia Tech out at home? That's why I'm saying. That's the worst part of this. It shouldn't have even come down to a kneel down to win the game like this. Should have had the second stringers in in the third quarter. Yeah. So Miami drops to number 25 in the polls. Notre Dame loses their second game. They got beat every which way but loose. That offensive line was non-existent. They couldn't rush for anything. The defensive line could generate zero pressure. uh, They gave up rushing yards like a waterfall going through them. It was pathetic on both sides of the ball. So Notre Dame loses to number 25, Louisville, who vaulted up in the polls, I believe, 11 spots after this game. Yeah. Jumping all the way up to number 14 as Notre Dame falls on the road, 33-20. to 20. They are still the 21st best team in the country, according to the <laughs> Associated yeah. Press, with two losses. Best two-loss team out there, again, according to the pollsters right yeah. now. And they have got... Another brutal got test. A tough, tough, tough task with USC coming into town. Couple, a uh, couple other news nuggets before we move on to recapping the rest of last week's games and moving on to this week's picks. This has got to make you feel good that North Carolina's Tez Walker finally, finally was given finally. the okay to play. And how much freaking public pressure did it take on the NCAA? To make this happen, my God. Pathetic. It, it's pathetic. The absolute asinine stupidity of the NCAA not letting this kid start the season. Oh, well, he's already transferred twice. Yeah, how many guys have transferred three or four times? Completely bullshit by the NCAA. And then, of course, a wonderful, I use that word sarcastically, Sign of how great this NIL stuff is. Duh. Of all places, Utah. The Utes. An NIL group supporting the Utah Utes gave all 85 scholarship players brand new trucks. Damn! 
So I guess these are the rules now. Yep. This well, is what you can do. What was that? Bob Stoops calling out yeah. Georgia for yeah. having the best team money can buy right now. Yeah, and that's with not the, the first NIL. time we've heard that. No. And uh, Kirby did not dispute it. He goes, that's what you get in this day and age with the NIL money. Yep. All right, other games recapping NCAA Week 6. The Red River showdown goes to Oklahoma. Big damage to Texas's yep. title hopes as Oklahoma goes in to Texas, beating the Longhorns 34-30. to Ugh. Yeah, none of us picked Oklahoma. Yep. We talked about Notre Dame Louisville. Really, there wasn't much else on the slate last week. Um, you know, Alabama beats Texas A&M. After last year, Jimbo actually knocked off Saban. Yeah. But again, Alabama does not game. impress me all that much. They're kind of a, a mediocre Alabama team, but they're still better than most out there. Yep, and then UCLA, of course, Chip Kelly finds a way to win one or two big games a year as he knocks off number 13, Washington State, 25-17. to Kudos to you on that pick, by the way. Thank you. So let's move on to NCAA Week 7. Yep. Uh, we got to tear through these fairly quickly. We've got 10 minutes. Yep. Fresno State at Utah State. This Friday night, the 13th. Bounce back game for Fresno State on the road. I know. The part of me wants to go with the home team, but I everything can't... I've seen says Fresno, Fresno, Fresno. Yeah, they're the more talented team. You, me, Sam, and Aaron take Fresno, the home team, Utah State, right now. Seven of the eight panelists in for Bill, Nick, and Doug. All right. Then Saturday, October the 14th, we've got some fantastic games. Big showdown between Oregon and Washington. Whew. This this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I'm kind of surprised by you. You're usually on the Washington bandwagon, and you have switched sides. I have on this one. Just I'm just thinking this is Oregon's chance. If it was in Oregon, I would say you're probably right. Phoenix, the kid that they brought in from Indiana, looks phenomenal. Heisman candidate yep. at home. I will take Washington. Yep. I just looking at some of the numbers on, I like Oregon. And we're close to an even split again. Yep. Seven of the eight panelists in. So I've got Washington along with Sam, Bill, and Doug. I've got Oregon with Nick and Aaron. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher always seems to find his way onto our weekly slate. Now going into play number 19, Tennessee. I haven't been overly impressed with Tennessee. I got to be honest with you. Whereas Jimbo's team at least has been fighting this year. They have. I'm looking at this as the hangover game against Bama, where they're just going to kind of be that, ah, oh, crap. We put it all out there, and we still came up short. Going on the road to Rocky Top, tough place to play. Bill and I are taking the Aggies. Everybody else goes with the balls. Yep. 
Florida at South Carolina. This was a tough one. It was. I kind of really wanted to take Carolina at home. Favored by two, by the way, as we take. They are, but I'm not impressed with what they've done. No, I'm not either. Florida has got a much better... They're just, if you look at the numbers, a better team. If not on both sides of the ball, at least one side. Yeah. I, the God Cox help have, us. The Cox have got to prove it to me. No Cox this week for me. No Cox for you. No. But Sam likes some Cox. Yep, so does Aaron. <laughs> Everybody else takes the Gators. Alligator, alligator, teeth like a saw. <laughs> <laughs> this one kind of surprises me, the next one, that it's across the board. Kansas at Oklahoma State. Number 23, Kansas. Oklahoma State just coming off a fairly decent bounce back win after a couple rough weeks. Yeah, but this is that big game that we know Gundy usually lets us down if we pick him. But usually that's when they're in the top 10, top 15. Yeah, and they're down this year, which... Watch, this is going to come back. It'll come back and bite bite us in the ass. I've waffled with this one so bad. I did too. Everybody's got Kansas, though. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to take Oklahoma State, but I just couldn't do it. Battle of the initials, BYU at TCU. (laughs) Again, I think this all comes Uh, down to TCU's offense. TCU has been disappointing. Well, it started off with that loss to Colorado. And then they kind of bounced back in the last couple weeks. They have looked awful. So, again, you and I differ. Yep. I'm taking the road team along with Aaron. The rest of you mokes are taking TCU. (laughs) Now, when I initially picked this game, I'm telling you, I usually put this slate together right after the lines come out, about 3.30, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. And, of course, I'm underneath, underneath strict guidelines and restrictions Point spreads in the college games especially have to be 10 or under. And I'm telling you, this game was about 8 or 9 when I picked it. It's up to 12. Yeah, fluctuating between 11 and 12. Auburn at number 22. It's all right. This is still a decent game to try and pick. And it didn't go across the board. Nope. Doug has taken Auburn while the rest of us are going with LSU. And I can probably... Already foresee who Mrs. C is taking in this one. Yes. She will go with Auburn. Because she hates Brian Kelly with a passion. Speaking of Brian Kelly, number 10, USC coming into South Bend to play number 21, Notre Dame. Notre Dame proved to me last week they cannot handle speed. Now, I know the weather will slow the track down for the Trojans, but still, I have not been impressed with Sam Hartman. I'm sorry. No, I, I have not either. been at all. I have not been impressed at all with USC's defense. No, their defense they give up is a, a lot sieve. of points. Is a sieve, but again, slower track, cold weather, possibly rain. It's going to be interesting. This, I will go with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, and the Trojans, along with the Big Blue W and Nick. The rest of us. Bounce back game at home for Notre Dame in the bad weather. Homers, 
homers, homers. If Boy, it wasn't if they, for the, if they if lose it their wasn't third the, game, they're you're gonna start hearing everybody. Marcus Freeman was another bad hire, potentially. I'm telling you, Sam Hartman should have been Hartman, the savior for this team. And he just is, looks. He, looks he is tepid. getting worse. He looks, he looks like he can't make a firm decision. He's dropping. Now, I mean, maybe in the draft maybe prospects. now he is out of the ACC run, where everybody knows his tendencies. Now he's got fresh meat. Maybe that's what he needs. All right, we've already talked about the disappointment of the number 25 Miami Hurricanes last week going into play number 12 North Carolina. I'm taking Hurricane Island. No faith. No faith. No faith left. Hurricane Island, baby. You don't have to have faith like George Michael once sang. I wish it would be nice. Fuck the Hurricanes. Crystal Ball has got to win this one. I hope you're right. That's all I'll say. Dave this on Hurricanes is Island. for his I'm taking job. the Tar Heels. As everybody else. Missouri at number 24, Kentucky. Man, what a brutal pick. Brutal pick. I. This could be a, a one-point, two-point game. Point spread right now. This Kentucky, this was two and another a very difficult one to pick. Yes, I waffled. I went back and forth. <clears throat> the only thing that swayed me was Kentucky's very, very, very strong at home. They are. So we've got the big blue W on an island taking yep. the Tigers right now. Of course, Mississippi picks still pending. Everybody else takes Kentucky. Another game between two ranked teams. Number 18, UCLA. And they're going to number 15, Oregon State. The Pac-2. One of yep, the two. One of the two. UCLA took one of them out at home. They will not get the sweep on the road. Agree. Agree completely. And this is, we talk about Gundy with Oklahoma State always losing a game that he shouldn't lose to really destroy the season. This is what Chip Kelly does as well, yep. and this is going to be that loss. But, of course, Aaron goes with the Bruins. Everybody else takes Oregon State. We're going with the Beavers, baby. So we've had Cox and Beavers <laughs> in our picks this week. Yep. Too mm. bad they can't play. <laughs> the Cox will the- slide it into the Beavers. <laughs> The Beavers will ride the Cox to victory. Oh, it'll be moist out there. <laughs> the weather's expected. All right, to be one good. more game to pick before this goes really off the rails. Yeah, we only got a minute to go. So North Carolina State at number 17, Duke. I have been pretty impressed the way Duke has played despite the loss to Notre Dame. I know you yep. like NC State's defense. I'm taking NC State. I'm on Wolfpack Island. Because Riley Leonard is questionable, that ankle may not be there for him to lead the Blue Devils. Of course, that's the Duke quarterback. So, yep, very good scouting on your part. Very good scouting. We will see if it bites me in the ass or not. And, of course, right now our standings, not very good. Woeful. Bill, Bill is in the lead at exactly 60%. 
we should be in the years past we were always around 64 65 percent yeah there. but we had a lot of gimme picks too again these rules you guys put in place make us look we stupid wanted the challenge all right kids speaking of challenges the frenzy cup is still up for grabs we'll discuss nascar and baseball coming up next Are you having trouble falling asleep behind the wheel of your expensive SUV? Are you finding difficulty in avoiding golf clubs thrown at you by your angry wife as you pull out of the driveway? Sign up today for the Tiger Woods Driving School, sponsored by Sports Frenzy 2.0. We'll show you how to text ladies of the night while still driving effectively in the wee hours of the morning. We'll also teach you how to ditch a suspicious backpack when you end up driving into a ditch. Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, for updates on our latest classes, including how to curse and swear in front of uptight golf fans and their children and still be adored by millions. The Tiger Woods Driving School. It's great. All right, kids. We've got about a month left in the NASCAR Cup season. We are down to the final eight in the playoffs. Here as we tape Sports Frenzy 2.0, October the 11th, 2023. That man to my right is the conquistador, Dave Height. And the man to my left, my brother from another mother, the maestro, Kevin Crane. Frenzy Cup competition heating up, kind of, sort of, unfortunately, this year. Only four of us made the cut, so it's kind of a playing for first, playing for fifth. Trying to get out of the basement, not likely to happen. Oh, come on. Come on. You're like Chase Elliott is what you're doing this year. Trying to get that spot, the top spot outside of the the championship contenders. Uh, it's not looking good. You need it for the Penta Frenzy. I know, and it's not looking good. I like your pick all. this week. I like your pick this week. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Recapping the Charlotte Roval race this past Sunday. Of course, the pole sitter was one Tyler Reddick, who was my pick. Did fairly well. Would have liked to win, but I'll take what I got. Put me out in the lead. Very, very, very happy for A.J. Allmendinger. Jackass, where was that when we picked you earlier, you moron? <laughs> yeah, so much for the feel-good vibes, kids. As the Conquistador brings it all crashing down to the ground. Gah! You, you cost me a spot in our playoffs. Oh, jeez. So it's all going to be on AJ now? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, he's going to be penalized. He's going to be punished because for some strange reason, I don't know why, it looks like he's going to be heading back to the Xfinity Series full-time in 2024, which I don't get. There are so few good drivers at the top level, and he is, even though he just kind of misses the cut for the playoffs, 
he's still a he's top still 20 driver better than most of what are there so this is kind of odd these rumors circulating that he is going to head back to the xfinity series very emotional in his win and of course if you've seen his wife you say what are you crying for bitch <laughs> jesus god that's that's a hot piece of ass you're married to oh did i say that out loud yes, yes you did <laughs> Oh, goodness. Of course, storylines, Kyle Larson still manages to make the cut to the final eight despite hitting the wall in practice and moving to the rear, and that is a very difficult spot to come back from on a road course. He did a very nice job getting enough points to get yep. to the round of eight. The Roval is one where you can because it's a short road course. Fairly high speed here and there that if you do have a good car and you time your passes right, you can make up some ground. And then, of course, I saw this online. I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention, but of course we know Ricky Stenhouse had a pretty <laughs> bad race. Car caught on fire. But, of course, if you looked at who was sponsoring his car, People were saying, well, I like my pizza rolls hot, but not <laughs> that Come on. Because, of course, Totino's, Totino's was his sponsor. Funny. I liked it. Funny. Funny. That's good. Yep. Good stuff. You know, he, they probably overheated. He probably had a tray cooking on the engine during the race, <laughs> ready to go for the end, and left him on a little too long. I actually heard somebody say that they, they think, Pizza rolls are, are passe now. The kids don't like... I'm like... Oh, crap! When did pizza rolls go out of fashion? They never go Everybody out of fashion. Everybody loves a That's pizza like roll. That's like saying Hot Pockets are out of fashion. I don't like Hot Pockets. I don't like them. Too much crust, too much dough. That now, is. pizza rolls, though, still awesome. Pizza rolls still rock. Yep. All right. Little news coming out of the truck series to the Xfinity series. Yeah, I know. You're, I know. I know. I've been waiting. You go ahead and tell them. You go ahead and tell them. Your your crush, oh, Haley yeah. Deegan. Oh, Haley got a full time ride in the Xfinity for 2024. Oh, I love it so much. I love questions it. I love abound. It. Why her? Why have you looked at her? <laughs> have you looked at her? She makes Danica Patrick look like the ass end of a mangy dog. Jesus, God, people. She is the most popular driver in the truck series yes. for obvious reasons. But her in skills? her 67 races, she's had five top tens. She's led a total of two laps. Nobody is complaining that she's moving up to the Xfinity series. Nope. Nobody. No, but at least the fans aren't. The fans are not. Some of her competitors looking for a coveted ride up, maybe. No, oh, she has her own underwear line, by the way. Did you know that? <laughs> Lacey Egan. Just say it. No, no. No, very functional, sexy, but... Sexy, yeah, but It's functional. not like lingerie. Let's put it that way. It's functional. Are they made and of she still makes fire-retardant material? She she still makes it look good. <laughs> fire! 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 Yeah! Good for Haley. Good for her. Good for now. I hope this doesn't mess up 
her chances to stick around with the, the SRX, SRX series. We'll have Again, to Again, as we see. talked about through this year's SRX series, they've had a good communication between NASCAR and the SRX series kind of scheduling races close yeah. by yeah, so that people can run both. Have some fun. That's what yes. it's all about. Yes. There is a new competition advisor for Legacy Motor Club, and that would be one Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth will join Legacy Motor Club. Interesting. Tutoring their drivers, trying to help them out on strategy and advice. So you, there's not many that could do better. I know. Ken Sith was very solid. He was a real strategist, strategist, strategery. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> His strategery on the track was very good. <laughs> and then, of course, because uh, with again, going back to the Almondinger thing, and it just blows my mind that they're already going to cast him aside and send him back down to the Xfinity series. You know, questions abounding about Austin Sindrick. Is he coming back? He will return to Penske in 24, but this, this should tell you the dearth of really good drivers out there. Yeah, it's, it's not a good situation anymore. No, no, I don't like it at all. I honestly do not like it at all. They don't get, uh, we've already seen Noah Gregson have one misstep and get and booted. Now they'll argue that he quit, but... Yeah, he was forced to quit. Yeah. It's kind of like the forced to resign thing. Yeah. That most of us have had to deal with throughout our lives. Except for you, of course. Yeah, I have. How many years in the same career? 36. Shut up. With the same organization. shut Shut up. Some of us go port to port to port to port to port. Trying to find that nice little resting spot that nice little nook for us to settle into see I'm looking, i got lucky my next and... my next nook to settle into we haley digging i mean <laughs> damn it i said it out loud again god damn it the the, the future ex mrs crane yes <laughs> yes absolutely so let's move on shall we let's move on let's to the yeah. south point 400 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Suddenly, we're talking like Thurston Howell the third. <laughs> Playoff race seven coming up October the fifteenth. It'll be interesting to see if they've bought. Love it. Some... Fetch me my silver-plated <laughs> cigarette holder. We'll see if they light up the sphere with the NASCAR logo, oh, God. like they did with Monday Night Football this past week. You know, just turn it into the Death Star. You know that's what everybody wants to see. I want to see him making a big boob. <laughs> <laughs> big nipple sitting there. <sighs> it's Vegas. Come it's on. Vegas. It's not it's like, Sin City, let's not baby. be naive here, okay? Maybe an advertisement for the chicken ranch. <laughs> Best cluck in town. <laughs> Swap out the CL for the F. All right. Fastest chicken in the South. <laughs> All right. We've mentioned the fact that with our Frenzy Cup competition, it's kind of split four and four. 
So I was able, as I mentioned earlier, to take the lead thanks to Tyler Reddick at the Charlotte Roval. So I got the leader's choice. Didn't know if I wanted to pull the trigger on Kyle Larson this soon, but I am looking at building a lead. You need a lead. I want to build a lead so I can cruise down. I, I think I've got my picks except for next week figured out. Miami Homestead is my wild card. That's why I want a nice lead going into Miami, survive Miami, and then I will dictate Clock the last two. I have got I'm gonna dictate the last two races. That is my goal. I'm a dictator, god damn it. I am taking Kyle Larson, obviously. Dave going with my guy from last week. I'm going with Tyler Reddick, throwing a Hail Mary out there for that one. I don't think why is that a Hail Mary? That's I don't a good know. pick. It's a decent pick. He's in contention. See, Sam's pick with Doug. I nope, know toast. his numbers are good at Vegas, but this season, especially the tail end, that's why I stayed away from Joey Logano. I did too. I did too. He he just didn't have it this year. No. So he I took him the first race out there and he finished dead freaking last. So why don't you blame him instead of AJ Allmendinger for why you're I not blame the them both. <laughs> you're gonna blame it everybody. <laughs> They're all jackasses. I blame Chastain and Reddick and Legato and Allmendinger and the jackass behind the Wendy's counter who didn't get my order right. I blame them all. They F you at the drive-thru. <laughs> Speaking of Ross Chastain, Aaron will go with Ross Chastain. I thought about it. Nick goes with Chris Boucher. And Bill goes with me, with Kyle Larson. Jen's pick still pending. Bill is picking whoever the leader picks. Yeah, you've noticed that? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not trying to disparage you, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out his strategy because that's what he's been doing exactly. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes a hanger-on, a nope. glommer. He's glomming on everybody's, all the leaders' picks. <clears throat> I don't like it. I don't like it! But what I do like, and I know what you like, is the start of the hockey season. <laughs> oh, baby! The Connor Bedard era has begun in the NHL and Chicago. Opening night. The Blackhawks go into Pittsburgh to play the Penguins for the number one overall draft pick NHL debut. The Hawks down two to nothing, come back and squeak out a three-two win on the road to start the season. Four-two, they got or four-two. They got the empty netter. Yes. But, uh, and uh, Mr. Bedard got his first career assist in the game. So, not bad. Needs some work with the faceoffs. But come on, he's 18 going against the best players in the NHL. They, Pittsburgh put their top line against him. That's how much respect they had for his ability. And of course, faceoffs against Sidney Crosby. You don't give the poor guy a chance. 
if you want him to learn, if the Hawks were smart, they would bring in Jonathan Taze to work with him on faceoffs. Taze was always among the top three faceoff winners throughout his career in the NHL. Yeah, good. If you want to develop, that would be a way to do it. Very good start for the Blackhawks, and I never have ever claimed to know a lot about hockey, but I know some names. I looked today at the box score. I don't recognize outside of Bedard a single name on that roster. Yeah, no, I did not pay attention to them at all last year because of the crap fest that they were. Yeah, it's a complete... <laughs> Shut up, Siri. <laughs> crap fest? I didn't get that. <laughs> of course you didn't. No, it's a complete roster overhaul. They've right. got a lot of young guys coming up. Uh, I was impressed. Cool moment to start the game. Before the puck dropped, they had the ref mic'd up. Said, all right, guys, welcome to the first game. Connor, welcome to the NHL. That is cool. That's very cool. So kind of a nice little moment to start off. So very good game. I actually watched most of it. Nice. So, nice. 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 <laughs> Um, so we'll see how things what, roll. The other from game there. on opening night was Tampa Bay, the Lightning one. So they're off to their usual solid start. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Uh little other NHL news. The NHL has said that teams will no longer be able to wear anything on the ice during warmups or during the game that reflect theme nights. And yeah, they're upset because that means the pride tape. Yeah, you can't use the pride tape. You can't also do anything pink for breast cancer. You can't do your camo for military appreciation. They've abolished everything to avoid any controversy with people who didn't want to participate in one or another. They said if you guys aren't if everybody's not gonna do it, nobody's gonna do it. Hey. I'm fine with that. Fine. I'm fine with that. If you want to do whatever you want off the ice, that's fine. And you know, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of still seeing the crap, the propaganda in the end zones at the NFL games. I'm yeah. sick and get rid of it. I'm done with it. I am done with that crap. Get it off the end zone line. Let's just go back to playing football. I'm glad the NHL decided to show some sanity and say screw it we're getting rid of all these causes if you again if you like want to you support said, them outside off the ice that's fine if you want to wear whatever coming in and out that's great support them off the ice no statements on the ice during the game i like it i do too i do too screw it Sports organizations, sports leagues are not social causes. And I get tired Individuals of Individuals can support their social causes outside of the game. Right. Use your celebrity outside of the game itself. But stop bullying people who don't want to participate and the fans and the audience who don't want to see this crap and just want to be entertained. 
And then I guess I hate to, to end on a down note here, but uh, always like Barry Melrose. Always like oh, Barry Melrose. Yeah. Unfortunately, has to retire from commentating in the booth. Battling cancer. Really pulling for him. Yeah, Parkinson's. Is, really, yeah, just a tough there's situation. There's a lot going on for him. Yep. And. I always yeah. liked him, though. Melrose was always a class act. Yep. As a player, a coach, a commentator. Yep. Yeah. So we're pulling for him. We'll have another. Not a moment of silence, but another very significant sports figure to discuss in segment four. Much the same way as we send out thoughts and prayers to Barry Melrose, but he's not dead. No. So hopefully he will recover or at least live the rest of his life <laughs> to the fullest. But this time of the year, again, instead of trying to cram stuff into a third segment. We're going to cut the third cut segment short. short, go into a fourth segment, which will be shorter, but we'll be able to discuss topics with our full breadth and width of wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. And we comedy. Would. We're not funny. We're not funny. You think we're funny? Um, you times. think I'm funny? Yes. Do I amuse yes, I you? Do. do I amuse you? Yes. Yes, you do. I can't believe I actually quoted a fucking Martin Scorsese movie. Dumbass. And we'll get to him in the weekend edition. I'm not done with him yet. For he's, that, he's you become, can roll into the dumbass He's segment. become one of my least likable he's, people in the world. He is on the stairs boarding the plane of doom. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Here's your complimentary Dasani, Mr. Scorsese. Would you like a window seat on the plane of doom? Oh, yeah. What was that yeah. click when I sat down? Never mind. Just don't move. Yeah. Don't worry about trying to unbuckle your seatbelt because you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the takeoff from hell. All right, kids. One final segment left. Baseball playoffs. An up-to-the-minute update on what's going on in the division series in the National League and the American League. And Dave and I will, of course, discuss moments of silence and dumbasses of the week. We'll be right back. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular how to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, fourth and final segment of the October 11, 2023 edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0, dropping Thursday the 12th. 
I'm the conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. And now it's time to talk baseball because baseball has been very, very good to me. And of course, we are in the thick of the postseason. Yep, no Cubs anywhere to be found. Division series. And of course. Already one team has advanced to the ALCS. That would be the Texas Rangers coming out of the wild card, sweeping their way through to this point, knocking the Orioles out. This does not shock me for multiple reasons. Number one, I think we talked about this over the last couple of weeks. Orioles are too young. Orioles yep. need a couple years of seasoning. The Cubs went through it on their way to the 2016 title. You yep. can't just, as a young team, jump in and win the whole thing. Doesn't happen. It and doesn't. plus, you are facing the mastermind, arguably the best manager of the last 25 years in Bruce Bochy. No. Who's got a veteran team? No, Jacob deGrom, not yet with Max Scherzer, although now they're talking he could come back. I would not bring him in. You don't need him. The way they're playing, yeah. You Why mess with the chemistry? Him. Why mess with the chemistry? Why screw up your pitching, your starting rotation in your bullpen? Don't mess it up. And I'm telling you, I love Bruce Bochy, <clears throat> and it could be the time for the Rangers to finally break through. Now, they were in the World Series a handful of years ago, didn't yep. close the deal. But this team with this manager, now they it's, they've got the one big roadblock. Looks like they could possibly have to deal with the, the big boys on the block, the Houston Astros. They're up 2-1 on the Twins, but Dave has your update. At the end of the sixth inning, the Astros lead the Twins in Minnesota 3-2. Yep, and if the Astros win this, they win the best of five, and we get <clears throat> division rivals, Astros, Rangers. That would yeah, be a fun they, series. Yeah. They have beat each other up throughout the season. Yeah, they've gone up and down, up and down. Yeah, this is gonna, that's going to be a hell of a series. Now, on the National League side, I'm just loving the fact that, once again, the Dodgers <laughs> are underperforming. They are down. 2 nothing right now to the Diamondbacks. Yep, that's going to kick off here shortly as we're taping. In Arizona. In Arizona. For the next two games. Yes, so the Arizona. Diamondbacks won the first two in L.A. Very big. Yep, so now they only have to win one of the next two at home, <clears throat> and they move on to the NLCS. Yep. Right now the Phillies have the advantage over the Braves. Up 2-1 after a 10-2 beatdown today. I'm telling you, this Phillies team is very interesting in that they just kind of, the last couple years, cruise <laughs> through the regular season, play well, give themselves a comfortable shot at getting in, not winning the division, of course. No. Nope. The Braves always win the division. The Phillies have to fight through the wild card, but when they get in, they Man, this team on. has got some kind of resilience, some kind of like Mamba mentality with Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos. They yeah. have got a nice core of players, a nice Deutsch. core of players. Deutsch. And if you want to know what you're, we're talking about, tune into the weekend edition Saturday morning. Yes. If you haven't figured out by now, our reference 
when we say noise, that's on you. You're not listening to the weekend edition often enough. So next week, we'll, of course, be into the NLCS and the ALCS, and we'll give you our updates on that. Of course, still, you've got to deal with the train wrecks that are the Yankees and the Mets in New York. Yeah, they've been sabotaged. The Mets now, their GM, Billy Epler, resigns. Of course, Stern's brought in as the president of baseball operations. Billy Epler (laughs) resigns after two seasons, supposedly, supposedly because of an MLB investigation about misuse of the injured list. Everybody does it. If somebody's struggling, they'll say, oh, so-and-so's got a little ankle or hamstring issue. We're going to put him on the IL to help try and get him out of a funk. And possibly, depending on the time of the year, bring a young kid up to get him some swings, get him some at-bats, get him some innings pitched. Uh, This kind of stinks. Everybody manipulates their lineups and their rosters. It happens across all of sports. Well, here's my thing. And I I know a lot of people out there are going to say, I love to pick on New York sports. Because it's so easy. I listen to a ton of New York sports radio. So I'd like to think I know what I'm talking about. If you look at the history ever since Cohen took over, Big money Cohen. Yeah. This year, the biggest payroll ever in the history, one season for any MLB team. Failed miserably. Look at the history of the people he's brought into the front office. You've got sexual impropriety. You've got DUIs. Now you've got this mess with Epler. This guy, for having billions of dollars, doesn't seem to know how to hire the right people. No, he's kind of an idiot. Yeah. This is is a toy that he does not know how to use. Yeah, it makes me wonder if, again, we're looking at one of those franchises that brings in a big gun, a big money guy who doesn't know how to delegate authority, how to back off, but when to step in as well. Now, in the, the NFL, you've got Jerry Jones, who sticks his hands in everything to the detriment of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Since he started as general manager, making all these decisions was the big. That was when they started to be mediocre. Yep. And then you look at teams like the Kraft family in New England, hands the off Hunt family in Kansas City, hands off. Yep. So we'll see what happens with these New York teams next year. I don't foresee good things. I just don't. Nope. I think they're they're locked oh, into their oh, mentalities, the Yankees, their mindsets. Hal Steinbrenner, big changes are coming. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, number one, you're stuck with Carlos Rodon in that <laughs> massive contract. There's only so much Aaron Judge can do. Yeah. You've got an aging roster now, where you've got Rizzo, Lemayhew. You've got guys that are on the back end of their <clears> career. And you don't have a lot of help coming up, from no, what I've you've heard. you've obliterated your farm system, trying to make deals. It's not working. You have a useless manager, a GM who's questionable. 
Yeah, that's that's the thing. The manager could be the worst thing, as they they it reminds me of the Cubs, reminds me of the Bears, where you just keep going, plodding along with the same old mentality. The puppet who will do whatever the analytics people in the front office yeah. tell them to do. We analytics and look, only again, go so far. And again, look at who is the first manager oh. to advance to the Final Four, Bruce Bochy. Nobody's telling Bruce Bochy what the hell to do. No. Nobody's saying, oh, analytics say you have to do this. He says, screw your analytics. He's going one ring, two rings, three rings. Want me to show you the fourth finger? (laughs) (laughs) God, I love Bochy. God, I love Bochy. He is so Such a great manager. Such a great manager. Meanwhile, the Dodgers stuck with Dave Roberts, probably the most overrated manager of all time. One one ring in a shortened COVID season with the talent and the money that they have. Pathetic. Should we talk politics in baseball? Should we? Why? Well, because Steve Garvey is going to run for... Diane Feinstein's Senate seat. He can't do any worse than she did. She was, yeah, dead woman walking is what she was. <laughs> dead woman rolling is what yeah. she was. Yeah. I mean, Jesus God, the same thing with Pelosi right now. Shut up, Nancy. Have another bottle of wine. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to the Olympics. 2028 Olympics, Dave, you know what they're talking about putting in for the 2028 Olympics? Flag football. How freaking lame. This is why nobody watches the Olympics anymore. They'll tell you that everybody except us watches the Olympics is what they'll tell you. Nobody watch. I don't know anybody who watches the Olympics. I know, I know, but I'm just telling you. I the, don't the know ratings anybody. Stellar. NASCAR, you know, in 2024, we talked about this with the schedule last week, are skipping two weeks because they're afraid to go up against the Olympics. I'd say, hell, do you know of any redneck down south who watches NASCAR, who's watching the balance beam, who's watching figure skating? Come on. This would be the perfect opportunity. You put... Fucking NASCAR races up against the NFL every Sunday. That's idiotic. You should be racing Saturday nights. At oh, least you got oh, a shot against NBA, college but football. But it's NBC that has the Olympics. So, of course, that's during NBC's run with NASCAR. So they've dictated what's going to happen. I know. Nice call. I know you're right. I know you're right. This is why the NBC contract should not be renewed. With NASCAR. At all. Not only stupidity like that, but just a bad broadcast team. And finally, we talked about Barry Melrose in the last segment with hockey and his issues with Parkinson's. And now we've got Olympic hero. America's sweetheart from the 80s. Mary Lou Retton is fighting a rare form of pneumonia, fighting for her life. So like with Barry Melrose, we hope for the best for her. We hope she gets through this and recovers. We do not want to lose America's sweetheart. We do not want to lose the best hockey commentator 
arguably of all time. Sometimes you gotta gotta send out your thoughts and prayers <laughs> yes. to those that are still among us but are suffering. Yes, absolutely. So that would lead us to <clears throat> our moment of silence. <clears throat> those who have fallen, those who have passed. Longtime <clears throat> Major League Baseball relief pitcher Jim Poole played 11 years in the big leagues. I believe he has one World Series ring. Uh, did, or at least made it to the World Series, believe, against the Cubs. I want to say against the Cubs. Could be. In the 2016 World Series. Passed away here. Had ALS only 57 years old. No, it couldn't have been that team then. Would have had to have been the uh, the Albert Bell, Jim Tomei, Cleveland Indians World Series team. Yeah. Yeah. But still, yeah, he made he made a World Series appearance with the Cleveland Indians. Unfortunately, passes away from ALS at 57. All right. I promised that I would somehow, before the end of the show, find a way to get Dave mad at me. And it's coming now. It would be during the dumbass segment. Yes, we're not, we don't have enough. <clears throat> we, we don't, don't have don't. enough to play but dumbass or not. there's always enough to discuss. Yes. I'll get up. There's one easy one. And then we'll have a big discussion on the second one. And then the third one, we'll close out the show with Dave being mad at me. How about that? Let's get it. Doesn't it a that shot. sound like fun? All right. So the easy one, first up the dumbasses who have decided. And I think there's some pretty prominent names involved here that it's already time to develop a half-hour comedy series about the current life and times of Deion Sanders. Uh, um, why? You get enough of that crap every frickin' Saturday. No, but the every time they put Colorado on TV, setting record ratings, <sighs> kind of reminds me of when NBC was doing the Young Rock Series. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's Dwayne Johnson. We've got to do something with Dwayne Johnson. No, no, you don't. Some things should just be left alone. Now, we discussed <clears throat> earlier, we haven't gotten there yet. The weekend edition, we'll discuss more about Mar Martin Scorsese and how he is becoming a prime candidate for the Plane of Doom. I think uh, Alzheimer's is kicking in there, too. But somebody who I think we've already got reserved seats for, ready to go, locked and loaded, beverage and meal service, keeps just, he is the, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Thank God he is not with the Packers anymore. <laughs> Now, you guys, uh, hope you figured out by now, I'm not big on this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey nonsense, but I am never going to side with Aaron Rodgers in anything versus anybody, especially Travis Kelsey. Amen to that. So Aaron Rodgers has picked a fight with Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey showed up, I believe, in a Pfizer ad promoting COVID-19 vaccines. 
along with your flu shot. Two things at once. But of course, Aaron Rodgers would prefer to take hallucinogenic drugs in a cave than to actually try to stop the spread of a pandemic. And you can have your opinion. That's fine. I get it. I get both sides, but I'm not militant about either side. Right. I don't want to force people to get a vaccine. I'm not going to say, you're an idiot if you get a vaccine either. Personal Aaron choice. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers thinks he is the smartest man in the world. And we all know he's the biggest dipshit. So because of the recent tussle between the Jets and the Chiefs, and of course, he had to go. Oh, of course. To take, try to take some of the, the spotlight off of Taylor Swift. Because he's a media whore. He's an egomaniac, if you haven't figured it out by now. So he won't let this go. He takes a shot at Kelsey, calling him Mr. Pfizer. And then, of and course. And that should have been the end of it. And then, of course, Kelsey just kind of said, I didn't realize I'd started a backs war with this guy. <laughs> So now Aaron Rodgers got to go on his little bully pulpit on his butt buddy, Pat McAfee's show, where he's got his standard weekly spot and and wants to challenge Travis Kelsey and Anthony Fauci to a tag team wrestling match with him and the newly independent presidential candidate, Kennedy. Oh, my God. This guy thinks he's a smart... Does he not listen to the words coming out of his mouth? Stupid-ass moron. I mean, seriously. (coughs) He is the biggest media whore. (coughs) I am hearing in the New York media, they're finally saying, we've had enough of this. Shut up, Aaron. Shut up. Why don't you go tutor Zach Wilson and shut up about this? We're fed up with it. Four words for you, New York. We told you so. There we go. For the second time with Devin A. Chain and now with Aaron Rodgers. Here you go. The new segment on Sports Frenzy. It's time for We We Fucking Told You So. so. Jesus. What what does it take for you people to listen to us? All right. Going to wrap up. Controversy. Going to wrap up this edition of Sports Frenzy. Check out the weekend edition. Dave and I are going to be reviewing a whole bunch of different stuff. And when I say that, I mean, we're not really going to review a lot of the same things. That's right. He's got a book review. I've got a movie review. We've We've got got two different album reviews. Now, we do have, we'll have similar. Couple songs. Those will be similar. And, of course, we will review the season finale of Tacoma FD. And along with, we'll talk about Gen V and the Continental, the shows we're watching right now. So that stuff will stay the same, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's always good, kids. This won't be fun. If we're still talking to each other. This won't be fun, yes, because I don't know if I'll have teeth for the weekend edition. My final dumbass of the week. Wait for it. Wait for it. Connor Bedard. Whatever. If you go online, and I I hate to pick on the kid, but I feel like I have to because it's just, it's warranted. If he did or said something, he probably deserves it. Connor Bedard heading out to the ice 
for his NHL <laughs> debut. He forgot his damn stick. There you go. I didn't know if Dave knew about this. Yes, and I was going to put him in the dumbass segment for that. Okay, so I can't even piss Dave off with this. No. <laughs> yes, there's footage out there. The poor it's, kid. His, I, his I know nerves, nerves. I know. Nerves and I everything. Know. He's going out for warm-up. Oh. But it's just funny to watch the video of him starting to head out. And then and the guys like, are hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You, you're forgetting you're something, buddy. Oh, oops. He had a great, great debut. Did not embarrass himself. Nope, nope. But just gotta, gotta give him a little tweak. There. Gotta, gotta, because he's the young kid. Yep. Everything is it's there. It's rookie for hazing him. here on Sports That's Frenzy. Right. <laughs> Rightly so. All right, kids. Thanks as always for hanging out with your Uncle Dave and I. We'll do it again in seven days. But of course, do not forget Saturday morning to check out your. Saturday morning, weekend hangover cure, the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Remember the Facebook page. Drop us a line. Just get out there, interact with us. And even for the weekend edition, give us your recommendations of what to watch and what to listen to. We haven't had good fan interaction, good audience interaction since way back in the YouTube days. When, when we, we were filming at Max and Irma's and in we the pissed bar. pissed off the LSU fans. Remember that? <laughs> That was fun. That was good times. Yeah, that was fun. So feel free. <clears throat> feel free. Bring it on. Bring it on. And maybe you can win a seat on the Sports Frenzy <laughs> Plane of Doom. We should have a contest. <laughs> Would you like to sit next to Nancy Pelosi and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Enter for a chance to win. Or would you like to serve them their last meal? <laughs> and then get the hell off the plane before it takes off. That would be a good one. That's a good one. See, we've See, got that way we're not, we're not throwing our fans under the bus. No, we're throwing them off the plane with a parachute <laughs> to survive. Oh, you, I was going to get them off the plane on the runway. Oh, we could do that, too. <laughs> they, they like <laughs> throw them out the cockpit door when we're at 40,000 feet. Oh, uh, we're having too much fun. It will spill over to the weekend edition. It always does. Take care, everybody. That's your Uncle Dave. That's your Uncle Kev. We will talk to you next week.